Good morning, good morning, and welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show, radio to open the heart, heal the soul, and awaken the consciousness. I know, it's got to be a song. I do it every week, Benny. I can't help it. There's something in it. That's fine. You're just musically inclined. We accept. I am. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Anyway, I have a great show for you today. You're going to be glad you tuned in. And um, for those on the YouTube, hi, YouTube people. And my guest already got me crying. So if, if we cry, we just do it together. And and that's what we do. It's, it's part of the beauty. Yeah. So I am the owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area. Wow. For the last 27 years. And um, I'm still around. And wow, we're going to have beautiful weather today, Benny. Yep. Yes, we are. For the next couple of days, looking forward to it. Uh, and you can kind of like feel like the crispness starting and like just around the corner here for the fall. You know, it's kind of interesting because um, for those of you that, you know, are paying attention, I've got my daughter visiting me from Hawaii. So aloha. And she showed up and it rained. <laughs> So we welcomed her with open arms and open skies. So. She said Seattle's just letting me know yeah, that, see? Yeah, she gets that I love where I live, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty funny. So uh, anyway, she's uh, enjoying it here. But yeah, the, it was like the weather changed overnight. So yeah, crisp, crisp, nice. Enjoy it out there. I think school is starting back up and people have all kinds of things going on. Yes. Uh, my boys actually started fifth grade uh, yesterday. They're back in uh, business. They're oh. back in. Yep. The full fa- uh, mask and all that. And they've kind of, you know, redone the whole school and looks amazing. And, you know, want to give it to those little guys for going back. They really, really needed it. And so do parents, you know, for what we've done all the last uh, year and a half. And your, your twins are in the fifth grade. Yeah, right. Can you believe that? No, I remember when they were little babies. I know. They're going to be taller than you pretty soon. I hope so. Yeah. I really do. Like, I really, really do. I mean, we're playing basketball right now. We're kind of like learning a little bit just in like the, you know, the street and stuff like that. But I want them to like really, you know, challenge me. (laughs) It might be before I know it. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think that's just great. Yeah. 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 I'm so glad to hear that. Um, my, uh, son was telling me the other day, he says, you know, if, if you don't have kids, it's hard mm-hmm. to track the passage of time, right? Yeah. And kids help you do that. And of course we do that too. Sometimes we're like, oh, wow, what happened? Right. Exactly. Like here we are. Exactly. Yeah. And also just one little quick tip, like just a reminder, you know, everyone's out on you know the roads again for the most part. And, you know, the school buses are in full force, you know, just slow down in neighborhoods, everyone, just because, you know, those little guys are getting to the bus stops and stuff like that. I just, I'm seeing more of it now too. So just a reminder, slow down, be patient. We're all going to get to work in the school safely. So let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just pay attention to what you're doing and, yeah. and just stay calm. Yep. It's all good. Mm-hmm. It's all good. I was out walking with my daughter and we talked to trees. So you don't, don't hold it against us. Uh, but we talked to trees. And so she put her hand on a tree and then I put my hand on the tree and the tree said, just exhale. Don't worry. Everything's all good. Aww. And oh, oh, and, and don't worry. Be happy. And I said, do you like reggae? And the tree said, yes, I like reggae music. <laughs> and my daughter said, mom, I said, I didn't make that up. Really? Guess I know what um, I'm playing for our breaks. Okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So to all the trees out there, thank you very much. And a big thank you. Uh, we are a listener supported show. Thank you to my patrons. You can go to patreon.com slash the Loretta Brown show and uh, become part of that uh, little inner circle. And I keep promising there's going to be new things, but there will be new things. There's I kind of took a little bit of time off in the summer to rest and renew. Um, also, uh, you can find everything out about Reiki Oasis at ReikiOasis.com. You can schedule at schedule.ReikiOasis.com. And this uh, the this coming Sunday, I will not have Sunday meditation with Loretta because I am really on holiday this week, except for my radio show because I couldn't miss it. Right, I have to be here for that. So a little astrology check in, and then I'm going to bring on my guest who I've been looking forward to. I want to say to everybody, welcome to September. It is a month for setting the stage of what's to come. September and the autumn equinox are the midpoints of the astrological wheel, which begins with Aries and ends with Pisces. 
and we're in September, we're doing Libra. This is the middle. So there is a change in the flow and direction of energy, which is also mirrored in Mother Nature as we enter into fall here in the Northern Hemisphere. And uh, fall is a time of harvest or reaping what we've sown and helping us reach a turning point on the journey of our soul. And if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, of course, you're going into spring, and that's also a time of change and growth and birth. September also brings some powerful numerology as well. It's the ninth month of the year, and nine months and years can bring death or the end of an old way of being and the birth of something new. And September also brings the final Mercury retrograde of the year on October 7th. Once Mercury enters retrograde, it will give uh, us a total of six uh, planets in retrograde. And I'm sorry, that should have been September 7th. Um, I don't know where I got. I was jumping ahead into October for some reason. Must be something coming. So when Mercury goes retrograde, there will be a slowdown effect. It may make us feel we have to take a few steps backward before we can move forward. But I want you to remember that this is never bad. bad. Sometimes we have to revisit something. You know, we need to clean it up. Maybe there's something in the closet or, or up on the top shelf. Just clear it out, clean it up, freshen it up, and uh, that makes room for something new to come in. And that's also an energetic reality. You know, when you empty something out, bring something beautiful in to fill it up. So um, October is going to be a month of huge cosmic shifts and changes. And it seems that all through September, uh, we will be getting whispers of this energy and indicators that the energy that is being held back now will be released soon and we will be catapulted forward into the new world we are all helping to create. I also want to mention we have a new moon in Virgo on September 6th, which is Monday, and the Virgo new moon is a mixed bag of energy. It may stir feelings of adventure and productivity, but it may also see us retreating deeper to uncover or work with some generational or ancestral wounds. A lot of my clients, we've been doing ancestral healing and it appears to be the time for it. We also have the asteroid Nessus, which is known as the ancestral healer. And it is very active on this new moon and we may find ourselves becoming more aware of a generational cycle or patterns from our childhood that we no longer need to carry. New moons are typically a time of setting intentions and welcoming new beginnings. So if you've been frustrated, anxious, worried, or fearful, I just always want to tell you, hang in there. Kind of exhale a little bit. Shift your focus. Focus on something that lifts you up. And definitely listen to the rest of my show. Because my guest is going to shift you She's obviously shifting me. She's very energetic. And my guest today is the amazing Jen Ward. She is a dynamic healer, a Reiki master, an ascended master, an executive coach, a group facilitator, and the author of 19 books, 19, including, wow, the SFT Lexicon, Enlightenment Unveiled, and Emerging from the Mist. Jen is at the leading edge of energy work, providing a lovely and loving space for her techniques to be shared with her clients. She enables people to cross the bridge of self-discovery, and her passion is to empower individuals in their own healing journey. She's also a Sangoma. We're going to talk about what that is. And... Um, you have to go through a lot of things in order to become a Sangoma. Anyway, thank you to, uh, for coming to my show, Jen. So much thank love you. to you. Thank you. I can hardly get through that. I was like, oh, my goodness. Thank you for having me. It's nice to reconnect with you after all these lifetimes. Yeah, thank you. I would love to just talk about that. But, you know, we're, we're in a show, obviously. I would love for you to um, tell people a little bit about yourself and how you became a dynamic healer. And then I have this, I think, is your first version of the yeah. SFT lexicon. You have a second edition out, which I'm yes. sorry, I don't have. Right. But I wanted to show my people on YouTube 
this is just one of her 19 books. It's just a little easy read, no big deal. <laughs> and it's fabulous. Um, so please introduce yourself and tell us about you a little bit and how you became a dynamic healer. Well, being a dynamic healer kind of snuck up on me because I just thought I was the youngest of 10 in a very abusive um, alcoholic family. And I didn't actually realize how bad the abuse was in, until hindsight when um, really devoid of any kind of love, the, the mother cursed me at birth and um, there was an unwritten law that you didn't give me any love or encouragement or whatever, but it was beautiful for the training of what I do, which I didn't realize I was always in training for this. So, um, so um, I grew up with a very, very difficult, you know, existence hand to mouth most of my life and stuff, but I was always in training to do this. And it's like, I got a window seat into all the all the issues that people go through. I got mm -hmm. to experience them all. So it's beautiful. So I have a reference. And then um, years ago, like 13 years ago, I was locked up by the sociopath, starved and tortured nearly to death. And through that process, I went through the enlightenment process, which is a real thing. It's a formula, real thing. And then from that, I came back thinking I was a retarded boy. And... Um, and I just wanted to sit in front of the TV and eat bonbons and just stuff my face because I was starving, my brain was starving and everything. But um, the adepts had other plans for me. It was like on a need to know basis. So I had these business guys in the family. They set me up a website when I helped one of them in his worst, in the worst crisis of his life. And I actually made him cry when he doesn't, he's not a crier and stuff. So they set me up with this Twitter account and they taught me how to tweet. They actually had to teach me how to tweet. And then within a week, I connected with, um, I don't know if you, yeah, of course, you know, everybody knows Mariel, Mariel Hemingway. She, her and I became friends. I helped her find her lost dog on Twitter. And then um, she sent a lot of followers my way. And, and then I just started tweeting out all this uplifting information, all these quotes and stuff. And it just snowballed from there and then I started to write these posts with the taps this tapping protocol that I've created the adepts painstakingly taught it to me over years and each tap is like years of tutelage by the adepts to like the whole purpose is to help everyone get work out their own individual karma and actually get to the point of awakening or transcending so it's like really exciting um so that's it <laughs> that's the most of it so wow <laughs> I, <laughs> there's a lot in that um you know um a lot of the people that i work with are light workers right yeah. and um you know we've all gone through this childhood difficulties is what i'll call it abuse um it's it's some of it's the worst of the worst which I Absolutely. heard woven into your story and in such, you know, briefness, because um, I think that I understand like you do that this, these things we go through have given us this, this ability to understand, you know, to have the compassion and to see into what it is that's going on. And I often think to myself, um, you know, a lot of people are out there doing work and they're doing a good work. But if you haven't been through it and found your way back out to the light, you can't really take people back out to the light. Okay. And you you definitely, I'm just gonna say this, you're the real thing. Thank you, you are the real thing. <laughs> and that's the whole purpose. I'm glad you said that. That's the whole purpose of the um, SFT protocol. All the books that I've written are um, self-help books. None of them are gratuitous. And so what they do is the person who is captured in that that between state it helps them get out on their own because they forgot they don't trust and they don't know who to trust anymore yeah they've been lied to and energetically raped and yes. actually the, the this is the exciting part it actually allows the individual to get back their energy that was raped from them and reclaim it 
and remove all the all the issues that were stored into them by other people who used them as a dumpster. So it's it's really kind of simple but profound. Um, that's so powerful what you said, and and I just like just eighty five thumbs up on that. Uh, emotionally raped, yes, by by people in many ways. I was talking to someone the other day, and she said, Loretta, are there more narcissists and sociopaths now than there used to be, or are we just more aware of it, right? And I don't really know how to answer that question, but one thing I do know is that we somehow have given our power away. And like you say, nobody knows what to believe. There's these extremely distinct narratives that are just going like this away from each other. And, you know, I've always had this message of let, let's try to go up here. Let's get a spiritual perspective of this somehow. But I also know that the boots on the ground is that the work that has to be done there. And that's why your SF, SFT technique, I think, is just so important right now. And there's another, yeah. there's a, yes, and there's another way that it assists, like people are in them versus us mode, which is a way to like keep us div divided and prevent us from awakening. Well, the beauty of the tabs is you don't have to know the answer from the physical point of view, from the microcosm. If you, if you know that there's power mongers out there or narcissists, you can do the energetic cleanse for, you know, the narcissist, the power mongers, and let your higher self untangle it for you until you have the, the discernment to, to see through the illusion. Um, and to answer that, that friend's question, I think the illusion is being stripped off a lot of these power factions so that we don't get duped by them again. The beauty of the, the work I do is I do it like there's a group of goddesses or light workers, and they are doing the task on behalf of humanity. So for the last few years, I mean, you can see um, things that were happening in um, current events that would have gone the other way, have gone a better way and stuff. And that's why these power factions are so angry because we're messing with their timeline of, of being able to continue what they do. And so there's a reaction. They're trying harder and harder to try to pull us down. So it seems like there's more, but it's not. They're just like really ticked off and they're not complacent anymore. But, but the fact that there's so much chaos and so many people aware of the chaos is actually an upgrade and not a, yeah. Yeah, no, I understand completely what you're saying. Um, sometimes I tell people, you know, people are like, I want to wake up, I want to be enlightened. And I go, yeah, but then you're just going to be more aware of the darkness and the contrast is going to start to, you know. Well, so the beauty, the beauty of what I do is like, um, so the darkness and lightness only exist in the duality world. And so the work that we do actually can transcend people into the higher worlds, which is all worlds of pure light. So then the, from that vantage point, there is no fear of the darkness because they just disperse it with oh. their light and love. Yeah, I love what you just said because, um, you know, it's, it's easy to use this lingo. Well, we're going from 3D to 5D, but, you know, what does that really mean? And I just love what you just said because if I understood it correctly, 3D, we have this duality and we might have definitions for things in 3D that don't actually exist in 5D. Like we don't have to keep saying Absolutely. that, right? Absolutely. And actually, actually oh. saying it is part of, because the light workers are so empowered and there's more oomph to their energy. So the fact that they're saying things that of the lower worlds is actually um, entrapping them more instead of just releasing it if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Um, my guidance are, is always saying, stop watching fear porn, whatever. Don't watch fear porn. And if it makes you feel real, really, really awful when you're done watching it, do something else. Go out in nature, sing a song, you know, dance, do something. So, and, so yeah. but if you are like still attracted to watching the fear porn, I love those kind of shows sometimes. <laughs> I, use, I use them for research. So then you have the energetic cleanse you can download from my site. And it's like, um, it's a, like 25 tabs or so where you can 
So whatever the, the button is that's pushing you into fear, you, you put that in the blank and you do all the tasks with the, that fear and then you dissipate it. So you get the best of the bo both worlds. You don't have to abstain from the fear. You can enjoy it and then release it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to go more into that. So you're, just to be clear to the listening audience, you have the SFT, the spiritual freedom technique. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people do the emotional freedom technique, the e EFT, right? Can you talk a little bit about how yours is, is different than that? Sure. It's, um, I have, I have um, EFT practitioners who come to me and then they get annoyed because then their practitioner is obsolete and then they want to be SFT facilitators, which <laughs> is fine. Because um, so emotional um physical there's different levels of consciousness the physical emotional past life the the you know causal or a cash where the akashic records are still the mental and then there's etheric levels right so that the eft works on the emotional emotional freedom so it works with the astral body and the physical existence but mine go up into the past lives the mental right. the etheric and so it releases all that karma from all those past lifetimes and the and it goes beyond the ego and the ego's not going to like that and stuff and the other difference is there's a lot of different tapping points on the eft mine is very simple it's just three on the head once on the chest once on the abdomen because i'm actually facilitating um long distance with everyone out there who's doing the taps the adepts told me once if you if you can have if you can have one person, you can help seven billion. So so they just like expand. And I've been working for all these years to um, expand my energy to incorporate the earth. I hear, I wear a little earth. And um, and I've ascribed that to my parasympathetic nervous system. It's like walking, it becomes automatic. So when people reach out to me and they say, Can you just just do a healing or and and I have this technique of finding lost pets. So all I do is knock them out of primal mode and then they remember that they're pets and they go right home. So I'm doing that all the time with people's pets and stuff, but it's just automatic. It's not effort at this point. I love that. Um, yeah, if you can heal one person, you could do 7 billion. Right. Right. I'm thinking about let the force be with you, you know, like absolutely. Right. You know, if you can levitate a penny, you can levitate a house. Right. Well, I can't levitate this. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it doesn't matter right now. Right. You know, maybe later. <laughs> um, but yeah, what you're saying is is really powerful. I want to point this out too. Um, when people do the your SFT technique, um, it's done right yeah. like they don't have to keep doing it over and over so the beauty of this is you know you know that um the metaphysical concept that everything's happening at the same time so when you do the taps and you say the phrase the adepts were very adamant about this in all moments so when you're doing the taps for the present moment you're actually releasing all say you're doing it for you're releasing all the fear in the past the future and all all different dimensions and realities and what you're doing is you're you're taking all that energy that was was um depleted from you from the present um existence and you're getting it back and so what you're doing is getting more and more energy into the moment and that's what mastership that's what uh um uh an adept is there's no peripheral energy it's all dedicated to the moment and with that you you get awareness from um, your different levels of consciousness. So, so you know, you have an astral body and a body for each one of those. So when you empower that energy in the mental body, the, the causal body, the, the um, astral body, you, you're, you're able to see those things from your physical eyes, hear those things from your physical ears. That's why I'm like so attuned and stuff because I'm tapping into those other bodies and you can actually tap into direct knowingness, which is like, you just ask a question, any question, and the, and you get the answer um, from your higher self. I love that. Um, I, I, I want to do all that. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> you, will, you will take to it like a duck on water. 
Yeah, I want to do all that. Um, I watched a couple of your uh, YouTubes and um, was uh, doing the tapping along with what was on there. And I'm just telling the listeners, you, you need to get tuned into Jen Ward like now. You just mm -hmm. need to do it now. And you have a lot of free things out there. And then you have all these wonderful books. But this SFT lexicon, this is, I, I, I don't have words for this. I, I so, literally don't have words for it. Yeah. So what's amazing is that's the first addiction. 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 And, and the second, <laughs> addiction, I think, is I the know. right phrase. <laughs> Every list of right. addictions, there's a chapter on yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah. But um, um, so my fiance, yeah. uh, my soulmate, I found my soulmate. He's on, he's actually on the very opposite side of the world from me. I'm in Rochester, New York. He's in um, Melbourne, or now Wodonga, New York, Wodonga, Australia. And we're actually, if you dug down the earth, we would meet in the in the middle and stuff. Um, so he's my counterpart. He does for business what I do for individuals, and he's a genius. And so he he always got frustrated with reading um reading spiritual works and they were kind of like ambiguous and he couldn't grab them and stuff. So he actually, it's funny, he, when he read my writing, I was waiting for him to love it. And he goes, you write like English is your second language. <laughs> but he's very articulate. No, he's very honest. I love his Sure. Honesty. Yes, I understand. So, so he's yeah. edited the book. He's compiled it. He's made it concise. He's made it mainstream. So what the adults tell me is this is the Bible for higher consciousness for, for the fifth dimension, because a lot of people in the lower worlds are uh, attached to their book and their book doesn't get them to higher consciousness. This book is their own. If they only had this book and they had no other resources, they could get themselves through enlightenment, through awakening, whatever, just with this book. Yes. I'm just saying yes to that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that defined it. I was like, uh, uh, yes. I was like, if I have to, if the house is burning, I'm grabbing my lexicon and running, right? <laughs> Thank you for that. I really, truly mean it. You know, I'm joking around, but I truly, truly mean it. Thank you. Um, yeah, this is uh, Loretta Brown. My guest today is Jen Ward. Uh, she's amazing. I don't even have words for you, Jen. Um, other than you're amazing and I just so love you and I, I want to yeah and I want to take a break Betty because I, I have to go blow my nose so we'll we'll take a break and we'll come back but when we get back don't go away because when we get back we're going to get a little bit deeper into this and I'm going to ask Jen some really great questions and I don't know maybe she'll demonstrate her wonderfulness on okay. the show all right let's take a little station break did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Five things you need to know about measles in 30 seconds. The vaccine was developed in 1963 and measles became rare in the U.S. But low vaccination rates are now causing outbreaks that may put you at risk. Measles is highly contagious and spreads easily when an infected person breathes or coughs. Measles can have serious complications and can be deadly. It's also easy to prevent with a vaccine that's safe and effective. Please make sure you and your loved ones are vaccinated. Learn more at nfib.org slash measles. Alternative Talk 1150 is your sports organization's safe bet when it comes to airing your team's games. Our players are all seasoned professionals when it comes to sports programming. Imagine your games being heard on local radio. Your team deserves the MVP treatment. Call 425-653-1150 today to learn how affordable and fun it is to broadcast your games on the radio. Call 425-653-1150 and make your next season something special. That's 425-653-1150. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Welcome back to the original Loretta Brown Show. My guest today is the amazing Jen Ward. You can find out more about me at ReikiOasis.com. And you can find out about Jen at 
genuine healing. I love that so much. <laughs> My daughter's name is Jen, by the way. So awesome. I know. So it's fun. Um, Jen was helping me during the break, try to release some of my uh, emotion. And so I'm just going to be emotional and you guys can just go along with me, right? Um, one of the big things I want to point out with uh, Jen's book, the SFT lexicon and her spiritual freedom technique is that um, we are all connected. There's this powerful connection and Jen has done the work to extend her energy throughout the earth and so anything that's happening on the show today, if it if it's touching your heart, it's for you too. So, yeah, exactly. yeah. The thing about um, being connected <clears throat> to the collective is like a lot of people in the third dimension or the lower they think like mine, mine. Why do I care about them? It doesn't matter. But in the collective, we're we're collected in the suffering. So I can feel the suffering of it's excruciating. And frankly, I'd rather take the hits than rather I couldn't hurt anybody. So it's it's much more refreshing for me that I take the hits because I'll I'll be okay. But other people, it it's too painful. So all the suffering of animals, all the indifference, all the um, suffering of different demographics, that goes into the collective. So if people are feeling depressed and don't know why. They have to look at, you know, what's happening in the collective. And the SFT um, the, the SFT lexicon is a great way to release what's going on in the collective. So you can finally get a break from that depression. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to uh, uh, ask you about and, and point this out to the listeners that uh, Jen Ward is my guest today. She does amazing, very unique work. And um, when you work with people, you have them tapping, but you're also making sounds. Mm -hmm. And and I, I'm not bothered by that at all. I just want you to explain it to people so that people understand what's happening when you're doing that. So the, making the sounds actually came through osmosis. I didn't try to make the sounds, but I was, I was told way, way back that that's how the Sangoma works. They, they channel sounds and they're actually channeling their ancestors, ancestors to do healing and stuff. But what the sounds are actually doing, and a Sangoma shaman can move energy. And so, so what I teach in the book is how to teach the individual how to move energy out of themselves, stagnant energy out of themselves, and good energy into themselves. But when I make the noises, I'm doing, uh, um, I'm dissipating the pain, whatever level it is, emotional, physical, um mental and um turning it into sound and then that it, it just dissipates uh, and so um a lot of times when i'm making the noises people will say it sounds just like me when i'm crying yes. or when i went through labor or whatever so so i couldn't possibly know that and i can't make them if there's nothing to release i can't i can't mock them it's just too difficult yeah, and for those of you that were um, on YouTube during the break, because you were hearing Jen work with me a little bit, um, I, I want people to know I could feel that as she was releasing through the sound, I could feel it in, my, in me. Yes. Yeah, that's it. That's mm -hmm. the exciting thing. Um, the last, the last um, session I just um, recorded yesterday on my, my Genuine Healing YouTube channel was a gentleman who was very sensitive and when I released for him, he could feel the energy. And do you, by the way, do you see the light strobing for you? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not in the direct sunlight because the sun isn't over. There. <laughs> <laughs> and I have uh, big trees shading my home. So, <laughs> oh, sorry. So, um, so yeah. So when you feel the cause and effect of it, and and I can tell you where in the body it's releasing. Sometimes I go, do you feel it? open up in your legs to feel the energy in your hands. So there's there's actually, when people do private sessions, something dynamic is actually happening where, you know, obviously you know what Reiki um, attunements are and stuff. So what's been happening with the clients who are ready for it, they get a some kind of attunement, a genuine healing attunement, just by taking the initiative and stuff. And then I can feel their energy turn on um, even more so. So it's really empowering for the world. The more healers, the more 
aware beings are in there, the more it makes it easier for the rest of the individuals to get over their stuff and to transcend. Yeah, yeah, because I do believe that each person that does the work for themselves is doing it for everybody at some level, right? Yes, and then there's th those who are like, they won't do it for themselves, but they're able to do it for, and the opposite works. So people who won't do it for themselves, if you do it for everyone else, you get the healing as well. So it works in reverse. Yeah, I'm. I'm hearing. I'm hearing what you're saying. Do you have a, an example of uh, some actual benefit that someone has gotten from doing your technique? Yeah, tons of them. Right now, I, I've done people with like traumatic brain injuries and um, stroke victims who are actually feeling. Because I'm a medical intuitive as well, so I can see where it is. And what's cool, I can see physically where the blockage is, and then I can go into their past lifetime ancestral thing or past life Akashic records and see what the cause was so we can break it down. And that's what I have in the book is everything I've done like that. But a client, a few, she had all these fibroid tumors growing in her, in her look. And they weren't there because we had been doing the work and they just came, they were really small ones. And so I did a session with an emergency session. And what, what came up was she had this friend who was dumping on her. And I go, why are you allowing her to dump on you? She goes, well, I'm her only friend. And I go, no, she's stroking your ego. You know how it works. They stroke yes. your ego to get you like to comply. And then she just shoved all her stuff. So we did the energetic cleanse with her and that friend. I dissipated all that stuff and she went back and the MRI was clean. It wasn't there. And um, there was another client who came because her grandchildren were had lead poisoning and she felt really guilty because they rented from her. So it meant that that she was, you know, causing it. So we, we went into the Akashic record or the ancestral imprint, whatever you called it. And um, it was during the um, immigration, during the 20s, when all these immigrations would come in, they were her, their tenants, the, the daughter and the children were her tenants back then, and they, they evicted them and they died. So we repaired the, um, the Akashic records for them. We actually can release them. They're called engrams, and we have a tab to release those engrams. And so when we released those engrams, she got back to me in like a uh, like a month and said her, her grandchildren got retested and their lead levels were in normal range. Oh my. So engrams are for the ancestral healing? Yes. It, yes. Uh, it, and if I understood you correctly, that's in the Akashic records? Those yes. are in the, okay. Yeah. So when you, when people have dreams and they see like a lot of photographs or they see a card catalog in the library or they see a museum, that, that tells them they're on the causal plane. And that tells them that they're looking into their past records, their ancestral records. Wow. So can anyone access the Akasha? Or... Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably doing it and they don't even realize it because everything we are is a compilation of our Akashic records. So the only thing preventing us at, at looking at ourselves that way is the belief that we can't. So you release the belief that you can't, and then I've, there's no limits on what you can do. Well, I have so many questions for you. I'm like, ah. Oh. So I, I want to bring this out um, because I'm fascinated by this past life stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, can you talk about Madame Blavatsky, who oh is the founder of Theosophical Society? And I want to show people there's Madame Blavatsky. <laughs> She's so tired. <laughs> and here's a composite of Jen and Madame Blavatsky. She does look tired, doesn't she? She's real, real poor thing. <laughs> anyway, please talk about Madame Blavatsky. Yeah. Well, when I was younger, um, before I went to Enlightenment and I met up with the sociopath, I was told by my inner guidance that I was her. I didn't want to believe it because she was so horny. <laughs> 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 you know how is. I know. And then, and then years later, I looked just yeah. like her. Um, no, you, <laughs> you, have better, you, you have better hair. <laughs> you have much better hair. 
I'm not so tired and stuff. Yeah, you're not quite so tired. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, so, um, so I held up a book of hers next to, and it's a profile picture. I forget which one. And I went like this, and my cousin, his jaw dropped, and it was like it was exactly like profile and stuff and I could see it and stuff and so I reached out at that time to a psychic that I I knew and I asked him okay I don't want to get like all like um, you know inflated and stuff but I'm told that I'm Madame Blavatsky and he tuned in and he found a quote by her mother Madame Blavatsky's mother in that lifetime and she goes oh poor Helena she she's got to deal with such a horrible life I don't even want to I feel so bad for her. And he thought that was really interesting because he knew my life in this lifetime, how horrific it was. But in that lifetime, she was entitled. So the mother knew about the future lifetime, this lifetime, and what she'd have to do with. And so in her first edition of Isis Unveiled, she talked about Rochester, New York, my home hometown. She said, it's going to be... Um, this portal for higher energies flooding into the physical world and stuff. And she called what we do, she didn't call, she didn't talk about tapping, but she mentioned wrapping a lot. Oh. And, and what's really interesting is she left breadcrumbs for me because she was really fascinated with Wadanga. I mean, with Australia, excuse me, and Wadanga is where we live. And so she was saying how how Australia was the site of Lemuria, which doesn't make sense to a lot of people, but then someone channeled and said, there's going to be a Lemuria too. And so it's like, yeah, that's what we're doing here is we're reestablishing a spiritual city like Shambhala or something like that. That's going to help pull consciousness to the fifth dimension. And if I was bullshitting, you would be able to tell. So you know I'm not bullshitting about this. I do, yeah. I can feel the 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 smoothness of the truth, which is an odd way for me to say it, but that's I'm like, oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so the adults are trying to get me over to um, meet with Marvin, who is my soulmate, and when we come together, it's a polarization of it's a higher consciousness of the male female female energies. And so part of the higher consciousness is serving with the soulmate. And, and then with that soulmate connection, more of consciousness is able to expound because we complete each other in such an incredible way. Have you watched Jen and her jammies? The, yes. Um, I, I do adore Jen in her jammies. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about it. Like I turned it on and I went, oh my God. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, so the dichotomy, the difference between me and Marvin is so humorous i didn't even understand i thought i was mainstream and marvin could tell me no you're not mainstream <laughs> no you're not mainstream <laughs> well a girl can wish can't she well she sure can <laughs> So were you trying to hold it back? Is that what you're saying? Like what Loretta does? Or are you just, <laughs> anyway, I, uh, for, for the listeners, Jen, Jen and her jammies is, um, well, you tell them, right. You know? Okay. So it was a dream of, so, so when I first met Marvin just a year ago, he said, no, I don't want to be on social media. I don't want to be seen. I have to be private and stuff. And he found me, he said exactly what you said that I'm the real deal. And so he reached out to me for a session and then we had a session, started talking and working together. And what he's what he's doing is to transform business from being like self-motivated to serving society for the upliftment of humanity. And so we're working on these things together. So what he is in the world is so dynamic. And if you think if you think I I'm anything special, he is my counterpart in business, and I'm so proud of. Him. So so I've been doing. Um, I've been doing work with him to get him in position to to do this global work that we're going to do together. And but he comes across as a straight laced, very articulate, very polished, handsome, suave man. And I'm a goofball. I'm in my pajamas. 
and I got my anatomy. It's part of what I teach people is how to like keep that childlike wonder and tap into the imagination and everything. And that the atoms of your teddy bear are made of living atoms. So the soul of your teddy bear is actually real. And so don't take your toys away from your children. Allow them. We, we actually have a um, Facebook page called Real Men Love Their Plushies. And Marvin's there with um, the teddy bears I sent him. And it's like, we're teaching men to be soft and take back their female qualities and stuff. So Marvin said he would never do this, but then he had a dream of Jen in her jammies. And it's like, I'm like in my jammies, so I'm like not intimidating with, and usually when you see a, a man and a woman together, the woman's sitting and talking to the man at his feet and everything. Yes. But this is totally opposite because the first, besides the pilot, the first um, taping, he says, so Jen, what do you think? And he doesn't even know that that, that was energy work, just saying to a woman, what do you think? And all of that is shifting consciousness and, and seeding the vibration with respect for women and and we respect each other incredibly. And it's just funny. It's just funny. It's it is. It's it's funny. And I highly recommended recommend Jan in her jammies. It's well worth it every moment. Yeah. Um I think you guys put something out there about the feminine, but you, you're kind of alluding to it a little bit here with um, you know, soulmate or, or, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, the masculine and feminine working together in a different way. Well, what's yeah. interesting is we're actually doing, and when I, we're actually doing a workshop in two weeks on the 19th of September. And what it's actually doing is it's raising, it's healing your twin flame and your soulmate wherever they are. So it's shifting from want and need, because a lot of people, when they're in want and need, want and need are different attitude and longitudes than have. So if you're wanting something, you can't have it because they're different experiences. So people have to learn how to release wanting and, and needing so that they can have. So what we do in the workshop is we, wherever you're, you know, the twin flame is out there, you know, the soulmate is out there. So why not do healing on that person? If they're their your, your counterpart and they're struggling to get to you or whatever we're going to do work so you can find each other easily and it's like it's like the um the act the ultimate act of altruism which love is right you give everything for love i would give anything for heaven right and that's the act of true love and that's what you're doing you're you're doing the act of true love before you have the goods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, do people find uh, the sign up for that on your website? Where do yes. they find that? Okay, it's it's all on the same page on the website. Um, it's on the uh, purchase page. But what's really interesting is we also have free tapping sessions for world healing, and those are new and 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 we do those on Zoom. And I make my noises and I I need to pass out and stuff. So I I do the taps. Marvin receives them and taps with everyone else. And we do this for like a whole hour and you can feel consciousness open up. So everyone's welcome to sign up for that and be a part of that and get a taste of what we're doing here. Well, I highly recommend that. Um, I started watching that last night and then fell asleep. I'll be honest with you, because I was tired, but um, I, I highly recommend we do that. You know, we need world peace and we need all kinds of goodness and yeah, if we can contribute to that, why so, not? Yeah. So what's interesting is you hear people say, oh, we'll never have world peace or whatever. Why are they arguing for something? Why don't they encourage that? And what, a, what the adults told me years ago is the reason people don't believe in world peace is they attribute it to, to communism, socialism, because they think it's a stagnant state of consciousness. But it's not. World peace is everyone living their purpose and so enthralled in what they do and what they love that they have no extra energy to bite on people, judge people, take from people. They're too busy loving what they do. That's world peace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wish we had enough time. I don't know if we have enough time to do one little thing for the world. Do we, can we do that? So I'll give you something to say. Okay. And, and the listeners, 
you say it three times, it'll tap on the top of your head. You might want to write it down because when I do this with the interviewers, they can't do it right. And then they're like, and that's part of the ego blocking them. And then they feel stupid and they want to edit it out. But it's just part of it. Three times on the head, once on the chest, and once on the abdomen. Okay. We dissipate all psychic energy of fear in all moments. Now we're doing this for the whole world. So you guys who are sensitive out there will feel this. And I'm going to make my noises because we're actually dissipating. The we dissipate all psychic energy of fear in all moments. Yeah, and make sure you pause before in all moments. because That's when I pull the energy out. Okay. And see if you feel this with me. Okay. We dissipate all psychic energy of fear in all moments. We dissipate all psychic energy of fear in all moments. We dissipate all psychic energy of fear in all moments. We dissipate all psychic energy of fear in all moments. We dissipate all psychic energy of fear in all moments. Can we do one more? We remove the we remove the cocoon of fear in our moments. Like butterflies. We're gonna remove the the um the cocoon or sarcophagus of fear. But say cocoon is easier. We remove the cocoon of fear. Mm -hmm. Okay, here we go. In all moments. In all moments. Okay. <laughs> we remove the cocoon of fear in all moments. We remove the cocoon of fear in all moments. We remove the cocoon of fear in all moments. We remove the cocoon of fear in all moments. We remove the cocoon of fear in all moments. So people are feeling vulnerable. If you could do one more, we want to like make them feel good instead of like feeling vulnerable. We are centered and empowered in divine love in all moments. We are centered and empowered in divine love in all moments. Okay. We are centered and empowered in divine love in all moments. We are centered and empowered in divine love in all moments. We are centered and empowered in divine love in all moments. We are centered and empowered in divine love in all moments. We are centered and empowered in divine love in all moments. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. You're Beautiful. like little up too in the background too. Uh-huh. It's fl flipping around. Thank you. I feel that so powerfully. Um, we we are out of time, which is ridiculous. And mm -hmm. and thank you to my wonderful guest, Jen Ward. Wow. The SFT lexicon. And uh, do go to genuinehealing.com and um Let's tap our way into a beautiful world, Jen. Why not? Absolutely. That's what I'm here for. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm going to make an appointment. <laughs> You'll love it. It'll be awesome. Thank you so much to everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. And uh, wow, under the power of this new moon. Mm. Let's do it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Benny.